ladies, welcome to the Success is Sexy podcast. I'm Kat Dean, a woman's leadership coach, helping you honor the wholeness of who you are as a woman. You are in the right place if you are craving a space that allows your success to feel purposeful, but also playful and feminine. This podcast will provide you the tools, strategies, and honest conversations to redefine success for yourself, and of course, to make it sexy. You can find more resources by visiting us at katdean.com. That's K-A-T-D-E-A-N.com. Welcome to part two of our conversation on the masculine and the feminine energy. We are talking in today's conversation all about how we get you applying these energies practically to your life. Quick recap here, if you missed the previous episode, which is episode number three, you are definitely going to want to go back and give that a listen. It's only 10 minutes short because it really does have that foundational information. We talk about what they are, how they relate to one another, what the traits are. It gives you that understanding that you can then bring to this conversation. So go back and watch previous if you have not watched it. Again, that is episode number three. For today, y'all, we're getting all into the practicality of the masculine and the feminine energy. As a feminine leadership coach, I am so big on tangibly moving the needle in your life, right? Helping you make the changes that you want, helping you have the impact and have the transformation and show up as the woman that we want you to. And so in order for that to happen, we have to be able to move away from just the concepts of something and we have to begin to move into the application of it. Without further ado, ladies, let's get into the conversation for today. So one of the best ways for us to begin to anchor applying the masculine and feminine energy to your life is to first talk about something that we call the key pillars of the human experience, okay? If you Google the words wheel of life, it's going to pop up with a bunch of Google images that basically is showing what we call the wheel that makes up the human experience. It has these different things that we know are needed in some different quantities than others, right? We're all different, but we know that these things are needed for you to feel great and they matter for you as a human. And so I'm gonna read some of those off right now. This is typically the list that I use with my clients. Yours may look a little bit different and we'll talk about how to personalize this to your situation. So this wheel of balance has things like your personal development, your career, your friendships, your romantic relationship, family relationships, health, which kind of encompasses physical, mental, and spiritual health, finances, and one that people often forget is fun and recreation. Believe it or not, that is a key component that you need as a human, okay? And so why I share these with you all is because oftentimes we typically confine the masculine and the feminine energy to that romantic pillar, right? We think it's about, you know, our relationship with our husbands or, you know, attracting the right man or, you know, having that right relationship. We only think it's about the dynamic between you and that masculine partner that you're with, okay? And while, do not get me wrong, masculine and feminine energy certainly does relate to that, right? That dynamic in a relationship, a romantic relationship, it does not only affect that, okay? Masculine and feminine energy relates to all of you as a woman and as a person. And that is what we're going to be talking about more so today. Because I want you to give yourself, what is the word? Permission. Yes, I want you to give yourself permission to have access to especially your feminine energy, regardless of your relationship status. 
I cannot tell you how many women I meet who think that they come to me and they they want to do the coaching, they want to do the program because I just want a husband. And that's awesome. And it certainly will help. But I'm like, well, what do you want as you? Been around on this earth for however many years, you're still your own person. It's not just about a man. It's about you as a woman. We let that in turn affect, you know, your relationship with a man that you love or you want to love in your life, okay? So now that we listed off those different components of the human experience. They were personal development, romantic relationship, your friendships, your family relationships, career, your health, which includes physical, mental, and spiritual, finances, and of course, fun and recreation, right? You're probably thinking, huh, I never really thought of applying these energies, right? The mass and the feminine energy to these other areas, right? You're like, how the heck, how does it apply to my finances? You're like, I probably never really thought about how does your masculine or feminine energy really shape, you know, shift, I should say, depending on these areas? Because it absolutely does. That is one of the biggest misconceptions or challenges that I see is typically the women that I work with are very determined, high-powered women, women who own their own businesses, women who are full-time content creators, women who are physicians, whatever the case may be. And typically what I see is this belief that how you show up in one area, typically being your career, is how you have to show up in all areas of your life, right? And it makes total sense for why you would think that. As a driven, determined woman, your career does take up a lot of space, right? It takes up a lot of space from a timing perspective. Maybe you're working on it anywhere from eight to 10 hours or more, right? If you are are maybe working in the hospital or just working as your own boss, right? Maybe you're working on your business more. So it takes up a lot of time, but it also takes emotional space. And because you probably have accolades and degrees and, you know, went to med school and got your doctorate and your master's degree, we have a lot of pride around our career because we've worked really hard for it. And I understand that. But what happens is we think that because this thing really matters, right? Our career does matter to us and what we've worked for matters. We allow that to consume who we are in every other area, okay? And I am here to tell you that you are so multifaceted, both in your personality and how you show up but you're also very multifaceted in your needs, right? What you need in the given areas of your life, okay? And so what your career or work version of you may need and value is not necessarily going to be what you need and value in your romantic relationship or what you need and value in your friendships. And that is okay. It's actually expected, all right? People will say humans are so simple, No, you're very complex. And because your needs and values and what feels good in these different areas may look different from one another, that also implies that you do not need to bring the same energy to each of these areas. I want to say that again in a different way, okay? Basically, what I'm saying here is you can show up differently in the different areas of your life, and that does not make you inconsistent. That does not make you undependable. That does not make you phony. That does not make you fake. It doesn't make you any of those things other than a very unique and multifaceted and complex woman and human. And that is normal and that is expected. Give yourself permission to show up in a way that feels good for that area. 
And when it no longer feels good, then you can make a different choice. I want to very practically give you an example here. And I'm going to use the example of that that work version of you because so often it is really probably the biggest reason that most of my clients come to me, right? You are very accomplished in your career. You are probably more often than not seen as the leader, a leader, looked to. And so you bring that energy into, let's say, your relationship. And I want to even, again, give you permission to personalize those pillars. Maybe rather than the relationship pillar being how you want to categorize that, maybe let's call that your home life, right? If we just want to think about family as a pillar, right? You bring that leader, I have the answers, energy to your home life, right? And while it serves a purpose of getting stuff done, it serves a purpose of your family being functional and all those things, right? It may not necessarily feel good for you. And that's okay, right? It's okay to admit that, hey, I know I'm this really accomplished person at work, but at home, I would like to show up in more of my maternal playful energy can you help me can you can you create a way for me to do that which I'm kind of getting ahead of myself here but that's okay to have that conversation it's okay to have that realization so a couple more so I love the the personal development pillar because it's one that I feel deeply passionate about right not everything that you are wanting to develop yourself in needs to transition to a career but it is really important to have something that you are focusing on personally to develop yourself, right? Whether it's reading, writing, maybe just creating a podcast for fun if that's what you want to do or whatever the case may be, picking up a new sport, picking up a new hobby, right? And so you have this personal development thing and you are now feeling the pressure of like, do I need this to become a career? No, let it be what you what feels good, right? It's okay for you to just want to do something without the end goal of being to make crazy income off of it or to transition out of your full-time job or whatever the case may be, just to enjoy it, right? What about in finances? Let's say that you are a person who is typically a bit more go with the flow in, in your life, right? Typically when it comes to your friendships, you're very open, very easygoing. You know, even in your romantic relationship, you're just like, easy, right? You don't, you don't have much of an agenda for things and that's okay. That doesn't mean that when it comes to, let's say your financial area, right? Your financial health, that you have to have that same type of go with the flow. You can allow yourself and give yourself permission to have more structure. And that does not mean that you're switching from a person who's type B to type A or whatever the case may be. That's you doing what's best for you in a given area. All right. I really want to encourage you to step out of these labels that we often put ourselves in as people. I know there are all these personality types that are trying to, you know, to deduce who you are and what you are and what that says about you, but you are allowed to show up however you want to. This is also why you will never hear me use the phrase feminine woman or masculine woman or masculine man. I cannot stand when people do that. I will typically talk about it as a woman who's connected to her feminine energy or a man who's aligned with meaning it's very subtle, but it's about what you're accessing, what you're choosing to access. I don't believe in labeling women as feminine or masculine. That's silly to me, right? 
you have access to both energies. It's all about what you choose to lean into. It's not about you having to label yourself. And so whether you want to show up as one way in your relationship, that's fantastic. Great. That doesn't mean you have to show up in the same way in your career. Okay. Choose what feels good. Maybe both feel good, right? Maybe you want to show up in a very similar energy and that's awesome, but maybe you don't and that's okay. So here's a fun exercise that I want you to do. We can do a couple of them together, but essentially what I want you to do, this is actually one that I do with my clients very early on in our relationship together. I want you to make three different columns. In the first column, I want you to list out all of those different pillars that I mentioned. So that career pillar, that romantic relationship pillar, the friendships pillar, the personal development pillar, right? List out all of those eight or so that I had mentioned. I will put them in the show notes for you as well. And then once you're done with that, I want you to then move over into the second column. In the second column, I want you to think about what do you value in this area, right? What do you value when it comes to your career? What do you value when it comes to your romantic relationship? What do you value when it comes to your personal development? What do you value when it comes to your finances, right? Take notes on that in the second column for each of them. And then in the third column, I want you to list out what do you need in those areas? What do you value and what do you need? Those are the two things I want you to go really deep and be super honest with yourself about, okay? This may take a couple of days, a couple hours, may take 20 minutes, who knows? It may be something that you continue to shape and shift and decide upon as you do life and experience life. Your choices may change, your answers may change, and that's okay. And so once you've taken an honest account, right, of what you value in that area and what you truly need, be honest with yourself. Forget about what people think you need. Forget about what people think you're capable of or what people tell you you need. You know what you need. You know what you truly need, want, what feels good for you in a relationship, in a career, in your home life. You know what's true for you, right? Once you've taken a true account of those things, what you value, what you need, I want you to reflect on this question for each of those pillars, okay? How might I make space for what I need and for what I value in this area? Sit with that for a second, okay? A lot of times, we are what I call silently eager, silently hopeful, right? We want someone to come in and fulfill those needs, or we want our friends to you know, receive who we are and have those nurturing relationships, but we don't make space for them. It's scary, but for the driven woman, making space requires you to allow people into your life. No one's going to make space when they think you got it, when you got it covered. We talk about the masculine feminine energy or just energy in general. There's a key component that I haven't mentioned yet that I think is probably the most important aspect of it, which is that energy is relational. What I mean by that is we often think about the masculine and feminine energy as first person. What's the energy I'm bringing? But it's not just about you, right? Because we are humans, because we are connected, because we live in community, because we have loved ones and husbands and girlfriends and coworkers and all these things. Our energy is relational and your energy does affect another person and vice versa, right? So we're thinking about the masculine and the feminine energy and, 
and how you want to show up in these areas and how you make space, what I'm also implying is that you're making space for another person in your life, right? You being in one energy creates space for another person to be in a different energy. Just begin to understand that. And that's why I go back to every one of these areas is very, very nuanced and unique and specific, right? Because when I show up in my, let's say in my relationship with my mother, in my feminine energy, she too will be in her feminine energy. It sounds weird because I often talk about energy polarity in relationships, right? But it depends on the area. When I'm in my feminine energy around my mother, she feels safe to be in hers, right? When I'm in my feminine energy in my romantic relationship, my male partner is in his masculine. But it depends, right? It depends on what is going back to the previous episode, which is why I want you to watch it. It depends on what that person's nature is, right? You being in your natural energy, you being in the energy that feels best for you allows them to do the same naturally. See, I had a client the other day who was saying, well, why do I, why do I have to be the one, you know? that's the bigger person what if my husband comes in in a stinky mood and and I've had a bad day too why do I still have to be the one that controls my energy and I know it's it's this chicken or the egg situation right it's like is it that your energy affects them or are you going to allow their energy to affect you and I want to say that both are very possible but I want to challenge you to to live at cause right when I say at cause what I mean by that is you take ownership and are aware of your energy regardless of how the other person comes in, right? You're at cause for your energy. The opposite of that is you living at effect. You allowing people to allow you to feel however way, whichever way, right? And then you have no ownership over the energy that you're bringing. And so as we're kind of wrapping up this conversation for today, I really want to encourage you to think about two things, right? One is how are you going to make space for your needs and values in each of these different areas. Again, they're gonna look different. How might you make space for that? And when I say make space, I can even extend that further to say, make space for someone to surprise you. Make space for someone to show up for you. Really ask that question, how might I make space? The second thing I want you to think about as we leave today is going back to ownership of energy. As you think about those different pillars, different situations that you will certainly find yourself in, I encourage you to be intentional on the energy you want to bring. So that when the situation happens or life happens, right, you're not out of character because you've decided the energy that you're bringing to that space. As always, ladies, it is such a pleasure to be here with you all. You can always reach out to us at katdean.com. Again, that is K-A-T-D-E-A-N.com. I will see you in our next conversation.